Well, hello guys, it's that time again, and here is the Softwash UK podcast by Mark Cave. Um, I own Softwash UK and also a cleaning company called Mr. Clever Clean as well. And uh, thanks for joining us today. Um, I've been doing a few podcasts recently, and one of the uh, questions that keeps getting asked pretty much all the time is, is it, am I breaking the law? Is it illegal to soft wash using sodium hypochlorite or mix your own chemicals in regards to soft washing? Now, that's a really good question. And in this this podcast, I'm going to give you the facts and not the fiction and explain to you the uh, right way to have uh, be on the right side of the law when it comes to mixing chemicals for soft washing using sodium hypochlorite. So without further ado, let's start this podcast. So thank you very much for joining us uh, today. It's uh, really appreciated. And I hope you guys are enjoying this uh, series of podcasts. And uh, I'm really pleased of how it's gone so far. And if you've got any subjects that you'd like uh, me to discuss, then please do not hesitate to give us a call or uh, email me or reach out through, through direct message on any of the social media platforms. And I'll gladly do my best to to give you as much information as I can and probably feature one in a podcast. So good question, isn't it? Are we breaking the law? Well, if you listen to some of the manufacturers out there, then basically you're going to go to prison and it's up against the law and you're going to get fine and you should never be doing anything like this at all. And you only get allowed to use their products to soft wash. So I'm been soft washing many years now. So the first thing that I should point out that obviously everybody has their own opinion. Um, and you're going to get that in this industry and a lot of opinions of how to do things and certain ways and you know what's what Uh, but the reality is it's important to be factual here so first of all my first point I will put out here is there has been not one single prosecution here in the UK for using sodium hypochlorite to clean and sanitize an indoor or exterior surface now i mentioned the indoor part because obviously there are hundreds of thousands of domestic cleaners both commercial and and domestic cleaners who would take sodium hypochlorite in the form of bleach put it in a bucket squirt some surfactant in there okay some soap and then add water to it and then mop the external surface or internal surfaces to clean and sanitize the surface and kill any of the bacteria and germs, etc. And um, this has been going on for millennia, you know, many, many years now. And it's something that is commonplace. In fact, everybody who uh, uses, for instance, domestos bleach here in the UK, but I know there's alternatives to that, like Clorac, Clorax or something like that in America as well. If you've ever used any of these bleaches in your home in a domestic environment, I'm sure you have used a dish soap and mixed with that as well. Now, if you believe some of the suppliers and manufacturers out there who are trying to push their particular buyer side, they will tell you that it's illegal to mix sodium hypochlorite with anything and you're breaking the law. And that simply is not true. And let's get this straight from the start. That 
is a fiction that doesn't exist and it's not against the law to mix chemicals okay otherwise for instance when we were back at school in chemistry we would have been up against the court being done for mixing chemicals okay so let's be clear on that for a start okay now Sodium hypochlorite is typically used when we uh, use it for uh, soft washing here in the UK, as it's the most effective for removing the black spots and the black lichen stains that are available on the external uh, surfaces. Okay, now um, the manufacturers that go around saying that it's illegal are coming from a point of view in regards to biocides. So if a manufacturer should take chemicals and then ask to have them registered as a biocide through the health and safety executive, then they have a legal duty to make sure that their chemical is, uh, uh, in has the correct label and instructions on there to mix with water and they as a manufacturer if they change that recipe by adding something else to it then they are breaking a law to the authorization of having that as a authorized biocide okay now if you then take their product Okay, and change it with uh, as because it's a registered biocide, and then you put something else in there as well. Then potentially you are doing the same thing, and you're breaking the compliance of the label of the instructions to use that product. Okay, however, if you're not taking a chemical, for instance, like sodium hypochlorite, and you're not registering it as as a biocide, okay, and you're just using it as as the pure chemical that it is and you add water to it and then you add a surfactant to it because it's not a registered biocide and you're not pretending that it's a biocide and you have no intentions of using it as a biocide then there is nothing against the law to do that so if you want to take sodium hypochlorite and add a good quality surfactant that's compatible with that for instance i will little cheap uh, uh, drop of a name here clever wash surfactant into it Okay, and then dilute down with the correct ratio of water. Okay, you are and you want to create your your own sanitization soft wash to apply to a surface to sanitize it and kill all the algae and lichens and moss spores, etc. to sanitize that surface. And you're not uh, creating a label for that product to say that it has to be done by this and then applying to the health, health and safety executive for a biocide categorization. So you can charge more money for that product. Then there is enough that you are absolutely within your rights to do that. And contractors that can do that, individuals can do that. There is no law that says you can't. Now, what there is in law is to make sure that you are competent with your chemical usage, um, health and safety, that sort of thing, uh, risk assessing and insurance and being liable for your actions and taking every precaution to make sure that you protect yourself, but also the environment and anybody in the surrounding areas as well, like the public. OK, so we'll come on to that a little bit more depth in a few minutes, but Bottom line is you can use sodium hypochlorite with a surfactant diluted down, let's say to a three to one or something, uh, one, sorry, a one in three ratio, uh, bringing it down from 15% sodium hypochlorite down to four 
or five or three or two or one percent, you are quite within your rights to do that and you will not face any prosecution or anything. Okay. Now, I'd like someone to challenge me on that if there is anybody out there that has a pr- pr- any proof of prosecution to a cleaner who's used sodium hypochloride to clean a surface, then please produce the evidence. You know, nowadays we can upload that to the internet and it will be all over the place. Um, but up until now, I have not seen any evidence to say that that has happened at any point in the last 10 to 15 years. So you please, if you can show me this, then of course it would be, incre- you know, it will be a, a, a setting a precedent. However, the fact that, you know, once it's up on the internet, it's there for every, everybody to see. The fact that nobody actually has seen a prosecution tells you exactly what's actually happening in the world. Okay. Now, um, the uh, process of the health and safety executive, if I come and explain that. So a lot of biocide suppliers out there uh, apply for a HSE number for their product. And basically, that's because they want it categorized as a biocide. Okay, because if you categorize something as a biocide, you can then sell it as a biocide. And then that means you can command a stronger price for the actual product. Okay, but to be registered as a biocide, you have to conform to certain regulations, including being label compliant and uh, uh, telling the HSE exactly what the chemicals are within that makeup of the chemical and the instructions that you're going to give your customers on how how to dilute it down and also the methods and procedures that need to be in place and how to apply it to the surface. And once you've uh, supplied all that information to the health and safety executive, they then rule to see if it's uh, uh, you meet the criteria and that you've done everything right and the label looks correct and you've proved the ingredients. And, and at that point, once you've done that, you then have to pay a fee. And uh, then once you've paid that fee and they've authorised everything, then that becomes a registered biocide on the on the biocide list and then you've got a particular number for that okay so if you see a hse number on a biocide on a on a product that calls itself a biocide then you'll understand the reason why now you um basically that is is the way to get a biocide registered now if you uh want to use a biocide that's registered you don't need a license to apply that chemical to a surface. In other words, you don't need a spraying license. Now, it's good practice to try and get some training, of course, and I'm not going to say that's not important because we don't want to be spraying everything around in really strong, windy conditions and not understand what's going on and how that can affect the environment and yourself and breathing without any personal protective equipment. So it is always advisable to get that information and and that training, okay? But there isn't an actual uh, uh, a license available for spraying biocides that is uh, mandatory, okay? So if alternatively, if you wanted to spray a weed killer, but which comes under herbicides and insecticides, you do legally have to get a license to spray those, and that's called a PA one and a PA six. PA1 is uh, the uh, theory and a PA6 is the practical element of spraying weed killer okay, and, and, and insecticides. But in regards to biocides, you don't 
by law need any of those um, there are a few courses out there um, and they go into detail in much more about label compliancy and knowing how to look after the chemicals and make sure that you don't get yourself damaged in the environment and stuff and that's always good practice to have um, but there is no legal uh, requirement for you to pass any of those courses okay so i hope that's cleared that up for you and um, if you want to also be a little bit more on the right side of good practice then uh, at softwash uk if you buy sodium hypochlorite from any source and you mix our clever wash with it and then add the correct amount of water and dilute that sodium hypochlorite from let's say 10 or 12 or 15 percent and bring it down to a one two three or four five percent recipe okay with adding the correct amount of water at softwash uk you can purchase the sds sheets at one percent two percent three percent four percent five percent and on those sds sheets the, the the particular recipes for that dilutions those percentages clearly state that the soft wash with clever wash and water and sodium hypochlorite is non-corrosive okay so straight away we've got proven fact that it's a non-corrosive chemical at those strengths okay and then it is good practice for you to to, to identify your responsibilities when using these chemicals so that goes for the uh, method statements the risk assessments the cost sheets and uh, the insurance the liability and the disposal of the empty containers and and the environment the weather conditions the equipment you're going to use all of those things come into play and from a commercial service provider you have to make sure that you're doing everything that you possibly can to protect yourself, your staff members, the property that you're working on, the uh, environment, uh, the health and safety element. All those things have to be put in place, the public liability insurance, etc. So if an accident should happen, you as a company and an individual can prove to the if there is involved in a, a, a inspectorate to see if there was healthy safety breaches there that you have to prove that you had had and put in place everything that you possibly could have done to make sure this accident did not happen and if an accident happens or there's a claim or anything like that you can give the evidence that you went and did all that you were done as a responsibility to make sure that it didn't happen and if you can prove that then you you have no risk to you at all um you know the insurance company would then step in and everything would be replaced but obviously ultimately you want to avoid that but you know this is the worst case scenario so you do need to have responsibles uh, responsibilities for those elements of the business now we can go into this a lot more detail and then this would become a bit of a boring podcast but uh, i think from what i've told you and i'm hoping you understand that this is where you need to be going in your business and um and if you want to uh, get some accreditation i believe there's one particular course out there in the uk that does accreditate that's accredited okay which by with uh, city and guilds okay which basically means that training provides 
provider has met the sitting city and guilds uh, level of um, quality of training and has been registered with them as, as accredited course okay and so that would be the one that i would recommend out there if you do a google and see uh, a soft wash training course that's city and guilds accredited uh, you will find those guys and i can recommend going on that course um, but if when it comes to the facts that manufacturers or some trainers would go out there and say that it's illegal to use sodium hypochlorite to clean and sanitize the surface that simply is not the case and if you think otherwise and you have the evidence to show me that somebody has been prosecuted for that then i'd be very happy to see that and then of course i would feed that back to the rest of you guys out there on the internet okay so i hope that makes sense i hope it's not been too you know a bit serious today you know i tried to keep it light but i think it's important because it's one of the the um uh questions and answers that's always you know comes across because you see a lot of stuff on the internet talking about this uh somebody mentioned to me the other day that uh, they said that you know it has to be below two percent uh, uh percentage of soft wash um which is perfectly legal and anything above that is 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 illegal you know <laughs> it begs to me there are some very professional companies out there using sodium hypochlorite to clean large buildings big contracts tracks it's used all the time and these companies can't afford to do something illegal and it, you know there are no prosecutions and you know we don't want to break the law and we're not breaking the law and for people to say that we are really is unprofessional you know, if the government wants to bring in some certified training and, and certificate similar to the PA1 and PA6 that's available through sitting guilds for herbicides and insecticides, and they want to bring in a biocide one of those, then, of course, at that point, if you haven't taken that course and it legally is obliged to have it before you can use those on a commercial basis, then, of course, if you don't and you start using it without the certificate, then you are breaking the law. But currently, the law in the UK is not asking for that. And until that changes, you know, um, you, 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 all you can do is the best you can to make sure that you look after yourself and your customers so i hope i haven't gone on too much that's nearly 18 minutes of this uh, podcast already so i'm going to wind this down now but anyway thank you so much hopefully from this podcast you've got a, a real greater understanding of what is your responsibility uh, responsibilities as a soft wash cleaning contractor and um you know and you feel a bit more confident in what you do in this industry and you shouldn't be ashamed of what you do these brands of, of uh, people going around saying that you're bleach bandits and you know f throwing bleach all around and not caring you know yes there's a few of those individuals and they're always going to get the hype and they're only going to get the headlines for bad industry news but we know as an industry the majority of you the overwhelming majority of you are professional cleaning contractors and uh, that's how it should remain so many thanks for your time today my name is mark cave i hope you've enjoyed the podcast there's a few other podcasts on my uh, server at the moment so if you want to listen back to them you can do and you can find this podcast available anywhere where you can get a podcast so i believe it's on amazon music it's on apple and all the other different platforms like um 
oh, there's so many of them, you know, it's hard to keep up, but it's out there anyway. So many thanks for your time today. Hope you've enjoyed the podcast. As I said, I look forward to speaking to you guys. And if there's anything else we can help you at Softwash UK, please do not hesitate to ask. I'd really love to hear your comments. Many thanks then. See you later. Take care and have a great day. Bye-bye.